This is Agents Influence Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, welcome, loyal listeners, to Agents Influence Podcast, Conversations with Jason Cass. Uh, today, I promise not to disappoint with, uh, with Jay Bregman. He is here, who is the CEO of Thimble. Now, a lot of us out there, you know, loyal listeners, I know you, you know me, I know you've heard of Thimble. I think you immediately, this is one of those situations where you may drop off and you may say to yourself, like, well, wait a minute, Jason, this this is the enemy. Why are you letting the fox in the hen house? Well, that's not the way that we look at it here. We understand that we are part of the greatest industry God ever created, which is the insurance industry. And then when you want to be on the top of the mountain inside of heaven, you became an independent insurance agent. What I was telling here to Jay, um, and I want, I'm interested because, because little listeners, there's so much more to Jay that you're going to find out. Um, he's so much more than a CEO. He's got some real life experiences. And I think Thimble of this podcast is going to be a byproduct of everything that we're going to talk about. So loyal listeners, have your mind open as you're running, as you're swimming, as you're driving down the road right now. Uh, Sit back. You know that I always make it interesting. And uh, I know Jay a little bit. I've done a little research, which you guys know I normally don't do, but this is a CEO special. um, And that's what it is. Before I do get on, though, I want to remind you about We Got Your Podcast. We Got Your Podcast. Um, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, probably into December, beginning of January, um, but you'll probably start to notice there's more podcasts being produced out there. Go to wegotyourpodcast.com right at the top. Check out all the podcasts. I believe we're doing 13 podcasts now, and uh, the results are amazing. It's pretty amazing. So be sure to check that out. And before I get on with Jay, I want to say one more thing. Be sure on December 16th at 1 o'clock. December 16th at one o'clock. I hope maybe this goes out before then. If it doesn't, just remind you that there's podcasters and drinks where you can bring your favorite holiday drink and uh, hang out with all of us podcasters. There's 10 of us. It's going to be a good time. We do it every Christmas. Look forward to it to this day. Last year, I think we had like 200 and some people on live uh, having Christmas festive drinks with us. Some of them are coffee. Some of them are cold, refreshing beverages. So I'm coming with, I'm coming with the Crown Royal the Coke and a little bit of pe- peppermint liquor, if you just want to know. So anyways, I let's get on with this. Whether what the man, the myth, he's not a myth. He's not a legend yet because he's really, really here. Jay Bregman. Jay, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. Fantastic. I do appreciate you coming. Um, I love having CEOs on. You guys think a little bit different. Sometimes we're not able to get so much in the dirt. We're up in the clouds, as our boy Gary Vee likes to say. Um, but I think Jay, that this is good. You have a lot of practical as I've, as I've researched you and look at some of the stuff and the way that you think, um, you've got your ear to the ground and that's really, really cool because sometimes CEOs come in, not 
as uh, with that uh, kind of experience. And we're going to talk about that. So, Jay, um, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here. Thank you. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, they're warming up, warming it up. Are you an iPhone? You a droid user? Uh, iPhone. Yeah, yeah. iPhone. Usually the CEOs are. What's the last app you downloaded? That's a really good question. Probably mm -hmm. Vimeo. What is it? Vimeo? Vimeo, yeah. Oh, okay. Watch a little music video. No, I actually do. Uh, so I, I, I have a virtual uh, strength training coach in Texas and I videotape uh, or, video, or record my, my sessions and basically he then gives me comments and, and kind of creates a program around it. So, ah, I like it. I like it. And that's what you use that for. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I use it for. Uh, that's pretty much all I use it for. It's great. That is good. That's good. That's good. What do you like to do when you're working out? What's your favorite thing? Are you more of a cardio person, weightlifter? Yeah. Weightlifter. So, so, uh, you know, heavy, uh, resistance training, but, uh, I used to do cardio quite a bit, but it's just harder to do now in New York anyway, where I yeah. It's harder to do when you're getting older. Just admit it. Jay. <laughs> just, just admit it, Jay. Just admit it. Okay. It's all anyway, harder to do when you're getting older. You're not right. It is. <laughs> That's a lot of truth right there. See, loyal listeners, Jay's already spitting the truth. Uh, Jay, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Well, look, I, I think it, it's kind of hard to hate to lose and be an entrepreneur. You're you're going to lose nine nine out of ten times. Maybe maybe that's True not that. the right uh, the right odds. So, uh, so that's definitely not me. You do you? Uh, there's two things in the world that got you where you are: skill or luck. What got you where you are, and why? So look, I, I think everybody denies the privilege that they've had, uh, and so I try to think very carefully about, uh, you know, how um, how much uh, privilege I've had. Uh, growing up, regardless of whether that uh, was kind of on the spectrum between luck and, and not luck. And I think uh, everyone should be aware of that. Jay, I want you to know that that is one of my most favorite answers. And it's just not the answer that you've given. There's been other uh, guests who have given a very similar answer. And you started it out with, um, got my brain racing, but you said uh, we, we, we take for granted the privilege we've had, or you said something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, no, nobody likes to, it, it's not something people like to think about. People like to, you know, like to think that basically uh, everything is down to, to their skill. They don't like to, to, to ponder the idea that uh, maybe actually there is, you know, there is a privilege, et cetera. There is privilege, you're right. And you know what's crazy um, is that it's, um, you, don't, you don't hear people say it's 100% luck, but you hear people say it's 100% skill. And so it goes back to what you said. Sometimes we're we're not we just don't recognize sometimes uh, not trying to go down that road. But that's what we're dealing with with racial tensions is understanding different ways that other people see things, whether or not you think it's right or not. It's the way that other people think it and other people see that. So, yeah, Jay, that's really, really good. And I like it. I'm going to tell you, I'm just like you. I would have to say more luck than anything. Yes, I've had skill and I've busted my butt. But the Henry Ford, if he's the one that really said it said it best that uh, it doesn't matter. It's how the luckier I work, or the harder I work, the luckier I get. And I, I, I really think that there's a lot of truth there. You put yourself in the right positions, which is skill, but not really. So sorry, Jay. That's, I love that question. It really gets people. And I like hearing it from you, especially when you're kind of confirming some of the stuff I think. And then not to add to that, Jay, sometimes the um, when you talk about privilege carries a negative a tone sometimes. But understanding one of the best answers I had is a gentleman who said, you don't realize I realize how lucky I am to be born where and who I was born. Right. My parents were phenomenal. They they had money. They were allowed. I didn't have to go to college and be saddled with debt. 
You know, I, I, I had my dad and mom had taught me entrepreneurial advantage since I was a little kid. And it's like, you know, and they, they recognize that, that that's that, that they were lucky and didn't have that privilege. I, I had that privilege wherever the people didn't. So good stuff, Jay. Good stuff, man. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and approve this, this podcast to go on since that was such a good answer. All right, Jay. All right, cool. <laughs> Jay, take us back to high school, college, bring us forward. Tell us that story. You have a very, very unique story. You've got a lot of experience to back up that you are ahead of the times. So look, I think when I was when I was growing up in, in high school and, and even in college, when I went to college, I thought I was going to be a lawyer, and that was you know what I really wanted to do. And I you know I used to watch uh, Perry Mason and other kinds of shows, and I was really excited about that. I did the mock trial team and everything else. Uh, but then what happened was when I got to to Dartmouth, um, I I took a course with a professor who had a connection at Harvard Law School, and so, so I actually did an internship in 1999 uh, at this place called the Berkman Center for Internet and Society at Harvard Law School. And I got to meet a lot of the law students, you know, at this kind of preeminent, uh, and they were all, well, not all, but most of them were really unhappy and they actually wanted to be entrepreneurs rather than lawyers. And a lot of them were trying to join startups so they could be, you know, get into it. And, they <laughs> took, and their advice was don't do it. And so uh, I kind of I kind of took that to heart. And, and, and so, you know, then started to, to uh, forge a different path. And, and then, you know, I went to graduate school in, in London, uh, London School of Economics, and um, I you know, got together with a friend of mine who was having trouble with his same day courier deliveries. And so we started this company, uh, knowing really nothing about even how to start a company that was a courier company. And it was a courier company based around technology. Uh, the idea that, you know, the couriers would carry handheld computers with GPS, uh, and that the cu customer could track the courier's exact location on a map. Uh, and that we have an algorithm to dispatch the, the couriers automatically. Uh, this was, you know, this was starting in 2004. So this is way before the iPhone or anything else. Way before it. Uh, so, so we, be, we, you know, we built a, a pretty big uh, fleet of, um, uh, you know, and the client lists, including Harrods, uh, the, the retailer and Goldman Sachs and, and lots of others. Uh, you know, then 2008 hit. And so I had my first real experience with a massive, sudden, brutal downturn uh, in the market. Uh, and uh, but we we got through it and and then went on to start another business uh, after that with some of the same people called Halo, which was a, a ride sharing company, uh, mm -hmm. sort of like an Uber for Europe. Um, and uh, you know and that scaled to ten countries. Um, uh, and, and then you know had this kind of insight that small business was changing uh, in a very interesting way. You know. People were starting businesses earlier and earlier due to technology, sometimes just in their dorm room and sometimes mm -hmm. just doing a couple jobs, you know, uh, and had this kind of uh, insight that business services were not changing with the times, right? So the things that you needed to establish a business were still uh, kind of stuck in this mode of, well, you're a small business when you have, when you buy a shop front on Main Street and you have five employees and you're doing X, Y, Z in, in uh, uh, you know, um, uh, in, in revenue, and you know what what your revenue is going to be each year, et cetera. And, and, and you know, I saw this kind of generation of people in college norms and other places that were just, you know, wanted to be photographers. So they started, they bought a camera, and they they started a business, and they they got a bank account, and they uh, they they were a photographer, uh, or they were a handyman, or they were a decorator, or or whatever. Uh, and, and so I thought that you know there needed to be uh, an insurance product. That was able to speak to to these people, um, you know, on their own terms, and basically sure. uh, to allow them to build their businesses 
uh, immediately using insurance so that they wouldn't have to wait until the traditional insurance was available or annual insurance was available, that they could, if they wanted to, buy six months or, you know, or month to month or, you know, just, just an hour, whatever they wanted. Uh, but basically, the idea was that we could capture this new generation of entrepreneurs early. And then as they grew, we could sell them more traditional process. Okay. And then that's where it's led you to Thimble. Yeah, that's uh, that's what's led me to Thimble. And, you know, look, I, I was excited by Thimble because it was by the insurance industry, uh, you know, because it was such a challenge. I knew it was highly regulated. Uh, I, I didn't know quite how, you know, how highly, highly regulated it was until I got really into it. But I knew that it was not the kind of, uh, it, it wasn't seen as a fertile ground for entrepreneurs because there were so many things that you, hoops that you had to go through in order to basically to actually sell your, your first policy versus mm -hmm. other industries, you know, it's just so easy. Um, so let me, let me, I like this, uh, Jay, in some of the stuff that you're talking about here, because it, it, it showed you how in between what you did in 08 to where you are now gave you that, the, the knowledge and the thought of, hey, this, we need to be capturing these people. Let me ask you a small question. Where did the word thimble or the name thimble come up with? Yeah, it's a very, very interesting story. So, so the company actually used to be called uh, Verifly, which, and that was mainly because one of the big areas we serviced was drone pilots. Um, oh, we, okay. This flight by flight cover. Uh, but then we knew that we needed a name that was uh, a kind of bigger name that captured what we wanted to do in the market. And so, uh, you know, I, I we had a um, uh, we, we had a firm in, in London actually um, that uh, we we briefed. We needed it very quickly. Uh, it was kind of an impossible task, and you know, uh, uh, the CEO flew over from London and presented the, the names. And the second one they presented, uh, you know, was was Thimble. And the, the idea was, look, it's it's small protection. You know, it's an it's a name that's been forgotten in modern use, but it's a real thing, and so it could really stand for something. You know, all these small entrepreneurs that we're trying to protect, uh, and so and the dot com was available for a reasonable price. So. Uh, so, so we, we locked it up. I mean, because you know that that's what we're trying to build. You know, we're trying to build this symbol of you know how these small businesses can succeed on their own terms. Do you think that Thimble protects somebody from a prick? <laughs> you know, it came up. My wife came up with that last night. I told her I said I'm doing this 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 uh, thing with the uh, podcast with the CEO of Thimble. She said Thimble. I said yeah. She said well, that's a unique name. She actually liked it. And she's like, that's a unique name. And she says, I guess it protects you from a prick. I mean, I, I was cracking up. I said, my wife's not sometimes very creative like that. I'm telling you, she's got a lot of other superhuman powers, but I thought that was funny. Sorry. Um, but anyways. Okay. I was going to say that we now offer E&O insurance as well. So it's protected from being a prick, but, uh, but, but only under certain circumstances. So <laughs> That's true. Not in all lines of business. So, so, so I really, I want to talk a little bit about Thimble, but I want to go back to something that I really found a lot of value in with you. Um, but for all you loyal listeners, last night I went and did a quote on Thimble. I've done quotes on Insurion, Insurify. I mean, you name it. If someone, Kippo, you, somebody comes out with a new system, I always do the quotes, right? Um, I'm the kind of guy, Jay, that I used my staff three, four years ago when we were doing some training, probably need to do it again, to where we would call Geico and listen to how they did it, right? We're just one of those companies that like to get in there. Jay, Jay I'm not bullshitting you. It was the easiest platform ever to get a quote on. 
it was absolutely scary how easy it was. I mean, a couple little clicks. I had to tell them like, hey, here's what I do. And they said, you know, do you do any of this stuff? And I said, no. They said, click here. I went to the next one. They said, okay, this and this and this. Do you do any of this or this? I said, no. And boom, I went and I had a price. I actually had a price on the first screen, but it kind of changes as you ask those questions. And I really thought to myself like, wow, this is really simple. I say it a lot. If it becomes more simple than buying a Starbucks, Mm-hmm. It, we got problems. And that was more simple than buying a Starbucks because with Starbucks, every time I start over, it literally saves it. But if I make one change, I got to redo my whole coffee. These are first world problems, Jay. Well, well, and, just remember, it's not only simple for the customers buying direct. It's simple for the 5,000 agents that we have that are selling the product to their, their customers, sometimes right in front of them. How's that happening? Well, so, so basically, you know, we have had a relationship with agents since the start. But, but we, we, we kept getting contacted by agents who said, can I be appointed? Can I sell the product? Can I sell the product? And, and we said, why would you want to do that? And they said, well, well because we don't want to spend 30 minutes on, you know, uh, a traditional, um, uh, you know, kind of small business website to get a quote for somebody who's only going to pay $300 a year and I'm only going to make 10% commission. And then the guy needs a, a change to the policy every week and is going to call me. And, you know, it's, so anyway, it's just not worth my time, but I really do want the customer because, you know, they might be a, they might be a homeowner's customer later. They might be a car insurance customer. They might need something else from me at some point in time. So why throw a customer away? So, so we started to develop this program that allowed the agents to actually sign up. They don't even need to be appointed. Uh, and then to be, to begin referring either referring business where they can buy business themselves but, but the idea behind it is, look, you know, this is what the customers want. This is what the, the next generation wants. And by the way, it's easier for you. It's, it's 60 seconds and you're done. And you've got that, you know, you, you've got that customer now, uh, uh, but you haven't had to do all the work that you had would have had to do with other providers. Would I have to send them to thimble.com or is there something we put into our website that allows them to go there and do the quote, but it's really API back? So there's, yeah, there's a variety of things. There is a widget. So like people like Heffernan Insurance in California, they use our widget. Uh, it's, it's on their website. They get paid full, full commission for anything that comes through it. And they direct people to the widget. There's also a broker portal, which we think is one of the best, if not the best in the industry. Uh, it's certainly the fastest. And basically it allows you to do anything that we can do. So if you want to bind a policy, if you want to modify a policy, whatever you want to do, it's sort of your control center you know, for the, the Thimble uh, platform. Uh, and then there's just, you know, a, a refer, a, an easy referral thing. So if, if it, you know, if you just want to get started and you have a customer who's got a particular need, you can actually just send them a link to uh, a personalized link that includes your agent ID. And therefore, you're going to get commission, uh, you know, for the life of that customer uh, after they sign up. Interesting. That's good stuff to know, Jay. That's good stuff to know. It seems like a lot of these insure tech companies have come around to the fact that Relationship is relationship, and I think the insure tech companies can make it easy for the client and easy for the agent. Um, but I, I believe that there's a great marriage that can happen between technology, like what you're 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 talking about, versus out here. There's agencies out there that that's all they use is a cover wallet, a um, a hippo, right? They're using these things to where they're just providing marketing dollars in a sense, and then these people are getting the quotes, getting the rates, and then being serviced by the carrier. Did I, am I correct that Thimble does the service work? 
Yeah, Thimble does all of the service work. I mean, the agent can do it if they want to, but there would be no reason to, because actually, really, what's happening is the end customer does all the service work. We have an app uh, which is, you know, which is very highly used. A third of the policies I think are bought on, bought on it, uh, and basically, uh, and we have a website as well. People can just log in. They can add an additional insured in ten seconds. So there really is no need for them to to ever involve uh, the, their their agent. Um, after that, and that's one of the reasons, again, that, that agents really love it so much because it's very, very uh, low friction, but you still have that customer and that customer relationship. And you know, from our perspective, we're a product company, product-based company. We say let the pr best product win. We think that, that agents will recognize that our product is a really great product that people want, um, and, and everybody will benefit from, from that transaction. Uh, we, we don't have any kind of uh, preconceived notions about Direct versus, you know, uh, or other kind of, uh, you know, channels to, to to get into the hands of our customers. We just care about uh, as many of the small businesses that are being created um, nowadays having access to uh, to our platform. And by the way, there's more than ever, 25% plus year-on-year -year, um, increases from 2020 to 2019 in new business registration. So there is a, a whole army of these new businesses uh, that is coming your way. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So Jay, one of the things that I want to talk about, Thimble is awesome. It's got some great stuff. I really like where you're going. I'm serious. I talked to a lot of insure techs that I get off the phone and I think, do I even want to just share that, what I just got? This is good stuff, Jay. I'm being serious. Um, but I want to go back to something because I believe people buy and people understand how important your product is and how important your company is when they realize that they that you've went through the same struggles of them as not before. You wrote an article in Medium, which is a very well-written article. Come um, not to blast it, but for CEO, very, very well written. One of the things that got me excited about you, Jay, is I, as I read it, I thought, wow, this guy knows what it's like to run a business. This guy knows what it's like to have ups and downs. That means a lot sometimes because we don't get that from people who are coming out of Harvard or coming out of some big school and then they get adopted into this. And that's good for you, Jay. There's a couple of things I want to talk about, loyal listeners, with this. And let's break this down, Jay. In 2008, when everything collapsed with this guy, please understand that when you heard him talk about eCarrier um, that he was running, this was a carrier service, folks, back in 08, 09. Think of DHL. Think of all these little carriers you have. You know, I don't think I could be wrong, but but Jay, I don't even think that that UPS was tracking stuff and giving that option to the client until like 2012, 2013. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think so because I my, my next door neighbor is a UPS guy and we talk about it. And here you are back in 04, 05. So loyal listeners, you got to think Jay's on top of the world, right? He's got state-of-the-art technology. He's doing crap no one's doing. And then 2008 comes because people decided that they wanted to have no income, no job, and try to get some home mortgages. And we let them. And there's a three lessons that you talked about. Three lessons. I loved it. And, and why I wanted to bring this up, Jay, 
is you wrote this back in May, right at the beginning of COVID. Here we are. Here we are halfway through it. Let's just say 75% because we have a vaccine coming. Okay. We're somewhere in that neighborhood. The lessons that you talk about here are actually definitions of those who have been successful over the last eight months. I've talked to these agents. They're in my mastermind. Lesson number one, calm at all costs. I thought that that was, that was amazing because that is sometimes a weakness of mine that I took on this time was understanding that I can see clearly, you know, and I need while everything else is racing around me and people are falling. And I mean, I had people calling me Jay and are like, I, I we got to go work from home and I don't have any technology, you know, and that they're thinking that, that they got a $2 million business that they're getting ready to lose. Cause they got clients saying you need to get, and, and the one guy, he has two staff members and they both had underlying elements. So they had to go home. And this guy's like, what do I do? Right. But in that time, I've talked to a couple of those and those agents who stayed calm, those agents who stayed focused on what they were doing and waited for things. And they watched what was going around were the ones that were successful. Is there a reason why you put that as lesson number one? Well, because it's so easy to say, but so hard to do. Uh, and what I mean by that is that, you know, uh, it, it only comes from years of experience um, and and like just general kind of fortitude and all kinds of other things about like keeping yourself healthy, uh, sleeping enough and, and, and all of these other things that you have to be doing to remain calm uh, in, in a high stress, uh, you know, kind of situation. I, I mean, you know, also being being through it before or something similar before is helpful, even if it didn't go as well. Like, you know, I, I definitely was not calm in 2008. I was in my 20s. Uh, you know, the, the world was falling apart. Uh, you know, I, I, you, you, we all of our biggest clients were investment banks and they all the number of deals they were doing dropped to zero almost overnight. Uh, you know, when we had we had a lot of uh, uh, infrastructure to take care of. So it, it was uh, it, it was just a completely unexpected uh, blow. But, you know, look, it, it, in, you know, when you're running a small business, this sort of sort of stuff happens, not necessarily all the time, but it definitely happens. And when it happens, uh, it, it is uh, it is kind of always existential because you're a small business. You can't you know, the shockwaves really, um, uh, you know, really uh, do. Um, uh, do affect you more than larger businesses who, you know, ha have kind of more layers of insulation against things like this. So there's a lot of people going through this right now. And one of the things you talk about is, so the biggest advice I would give my younger self to manage the crisis is to manage yourself and keep calm at all costs. There's a part of this that I think is really, really important. And we talk about this a lot here on Loyal Listeners is sleep. You even mentioned in there that you don't think that people realize how much sleep and food is important into helping you stay calm. Uh, the loyal listeners go, I go to bed between seven and eight every night, and I usually wake up around five. Sometimes it's four, but it's around 4.30 or five. I believe it's people say, how do you have the energy you do? I just, I just do, right? And I think sleep is a big part of that. Every successful person, very rarely will you meet a successful person, maybe at the beginning, that goes to bed at 12 or one and wakes up at five. I think that's a bragging right that's, that's, that leads to bad results. I really do. I think you can get by it for a while, but I think it leads to bad results. What say you? Yeah, look, I, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I, you know, I, I, was, uh, I was really shocked. I, I, I bought one of these um, uh, sleep tracking devices, the Aura Ring. It's, 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 uh, it's really good. Uh, the NBA uses it. Uh, but what I was so surprised about was, you know, you think that you're getting eight hours sleep, let's say, 
but actually you're awake you're awake for 30 45 whatever minutes of that you might not remember it but 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 actually right. you are so you know the sleep that you're getting in order to get a, a truly uh, restorative amount of sleep you actually need to buffer a lot more time than you think you do right. uh, in, and also in order to account for things that go wrong, you know, somebody wakes you up, uh, you know, the, it, for whatever reason, it's tough. It's tougher to go to sleep. Like, uh, you know, I, I think uh, the more time that you can allot uh, within reason, uh, you know, the, the, the better off that, that you'll be on, on this one. Um, and look, there have been some kind of really eye opening research uh, on, you know, the consequences of bad sleep just for a couple of nights, you know, very similar to the kind of. Uh, what, what you see with um, it, in terms of driving with you know people that have been drinking, so uh, mm -hmm. it, it is a it is a very very big deal. No one quite understands why it's it's such a big deal, uh, but it's also something that is in your control. Meaning that basically you know you you can especially with the tools that are out there today, um, you can structure your life in, in a way and basically uh, you know make sure that you will uh, have the greatest chance of, of getting uh, the quality sleep you know during the time that uh, that you need it. Sometimes it's a grind. You put it in there perfectly. Muhammad Ali said, you know, uh, what do he say here? Don't quit, suffer now, and live the rest of your life as a champion. You know, I agree with that. Here's lesson number two. Habits will guide you through this. I think a lot of people get down upon themselves because they have a problem building habits. One of my main successful, one of my most successful mentors is huge in my life said, Jason, everybody has habits already. It just may not be the habit they think that makes them successful. And they sit around and go, man, I wish I had this habit and this habit. And when you really think about your day, you really do the same damn 80% of the same stuff every day and you do it in the same way. Habits, I loved how you put that in there because good habits guide you through these tough times. I really, really liked it. Pace yourself, recover, stay active, and embrace routine. Anything you want to add to that? Uh, well, yeah, look, again, th this, it's, it's really easy to say, but it, it's really, really hard to master or, or to, to, to actually make these things um, uh, habits. And it's really, really easy to slip up. Uh, so it's, you know, it's really easy to, to kind of slip up on, on any of these, um, uh, any of these things. But, but look, I, you know, I think everybody thinks sometimes when, when they hear the word habit or routine, they think it's a bad thing. Oh, my God, this could be a lot of work, etc. And what I think people don't realize is once you really get into it, it's really it's just effortless. Right. It's just the way that you are and, and you mm -hmm. operate um, and, and your body has learned it and your mind has learned it. So it's, it's really it isn't any work at all. It's actually work to do something different. So uh, so I think, you know, putting in some effort to get, uh, you know, um, to, to, to get into a good routine, I think, is is, is um, and it's never too late. Right. You know, no matter where, where you are right now, I think. Uh, uh, anybody can do it. And I think this next one is a never too late. You said fly, finding clarity within chaos. I think that that's what's happened right now. Um, Jay, there's two different types of agencies out there. There's an agency that usually is at 10, 15, 20% growth, and they're at 2%. There's agencies out there that are 10, 15% growth, and they're at 25%, right? What's, what's the difference here? It was the difference of those being able to say, hey, let's stop, as you said in lesson one, let's look at what's going around us. Let's assess if maybe our attack strategy is still good. Do we need to pull back on something that we need to add? But a lot of times I noticed the people who started jumping to conclusions in March and April sometimes were the ones who had to stop in March and June and then re-go again because they assumed what was wrong because they were not able to find chaos 
inside of there. Let's be honest, in the month of, of March and April and May, there were a lot of agents that were calling their, their um, agency and they weren't open because they were working from home and they didn't have the technology. That only lasted a week or two and guess who they were calling? Me, because we were the agency that was open. We don't have filing cabinets. Everything we have is in the cloud. We can do business nonstop. It was us for us to be able to, as you said there, find the clarity within the chaos of where could we stop possibly excel? Being more proactive to our clients, showing them that, hey, while everybody else isn't talking to you and you can't get them, we're reaching out to you personally saying, well, how can we help? What can we do? Do you have any organizations that we can donate charity to? One of the things that I had to be honest with is that the PPP funds, PPP funds are mean different to an insurance agency than they do to a mom and pop shop. My renewals keep coming in. Now, if you're heavy in commercial, you may see it on the back end of an audit. But we all know, loyal listeners, you all know out there that the PPP funds didn't mean as much to you as they did other people. You know what we did? We took a piece of that money and we decided to donate it to those charities that needed it. That's what we tried to do with that stuff. Obviously, we waited until like three weeks were over, so we didn't get in and get the first amount of money. But heck, there's 100, 150 billion still left there. So I love what you did because I don't think you realized in May how great this can be for someone to pin it back and bring it forward to say, did we live in that? Why were we successful? Why were we not? And uh, once again, Jay, this shows that you know what's going on in my agency, and I respect that. Well, yeah, well, thank, thank you very much. I mean, just to, to say, you know, in March, uh, when this started to happen, I mean, you know, we, we definitely braced ourselves. We didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, and what we, what we found after about a month or so was, as you said, was that we had businesses that were particularly like handyman, uh, landscapers, all, you know, uh, cleaners and janitors, all the businesses that actually went up during the pandemic, right? That, right. That, 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 that basically knocking on the door saying, you know, hey, can you can you help us? Can you help us? Can you help? And then we never, of course, we never shut down. We're a digital business. But, you know, uh, we didn't know which way it was going to go. And we so we just basically we, we, we spent a, a week or two in, in March just trying to huddle. Uh, and figure out uh, what what the next steps were, but we kind of were led by the customers. And, and what we have found out of all of this is, you know, there are more small businesses than ever being created. And a lot of these small businesses that that require insurance now, um, you know, are are, are growing uh, pretty substantially. So it, it's actually become, or you know, it's it's becoming for some a, a a really interesting event with people trapped in their homes, needing to do repair, needing to do cleaning, you know, needing to do lawn work, et cetera, et cetera. And Jay, there's no way for us to do it efficient as small as independent agents. I can't I can't write a three hundred dollar a GL and make thirty bucks and spend more than two minutes on it. Just can't do it. I don't even know if I make money spending two minutes on it. <laughs> so that's where I think that you. If agents can open up their minds, you actually serve a purpose to helping the people that we want to help most, but you can make it economically based on scale for being a digital company where we necessarily can't. We were very labor intensive. So I think it's readjusting your mind to say sometimes loyal listeners, Thimble is actually helping the client be protected. Um, so Jay, wrapping this up, dude, wrapping this up, I, I want to ask you a couple questions and then I want to get somebody let you wrap it up with some of the things you say. Um, is there anything before that you wanted to kind of say that's something we've talked about? No, I, no, I think it's been a great journey so far. Okay. All right. I like how you said journey. Um, so, so two last questions I like to know. Leaders are readers and readers are leaders. You're a leader. So I know you're a reader. What are you reading? 
Yeah, I'm reading a book called Sapiens, um, which is uh, by, you know, the book? Uh, 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 Sharon Emrick, uh, who is the CEO of Work at Home Vintage Experts, just told me about Sapien. I mean, literally like two days ago. I've never heard of the book so called it's, Sapien. It's uh, Noah Harari, I think is, uh, is his name, is the author. Uh, he's an Israeli uh, professor. Um, he wrote a book, another book uh, that I read called uh, like uh, Homo Do. Um, and look, it's just all about this different look at like how humanity started. Like, and what I mean is like from a biological perspective, you know, how we evolved, um, you know, and how the, the, the mind evolved. Uh, and it's, it's just got, it's just richly written. Uh, it's really beautiful. And it's a welcome distraction to anything else going on. Jay, does it talk about things like tribal instincts, if I use that word correctly, like we're this way because of this happening or no? Well, I mean, I think what it talks more about is how evolution and and uh, you know what what basically the the kind of uh, humanity is is still evolving, uh, and, and that so you know gotcha. whatever it is today, actually get ready for there to be you know, mass changes to be made. And I guess if you look at this was written before the the pandemic, but clearly there've been massive changes just in the, in these you know kind of seven or eight months. 500, a thousand years from now. This is what I don't think people realize. And I want to, I want to wrap up. I don't think people realize Jay that 500 to a thousand years from now, they're going to look back around this 2000, 2010, 1999 area. And it's going to be a most important, it's going to be just as impactful as AD and BC, but I think it will be after, after the internet and before the internet. Mm -hmm. I really think there will be a definite time and because we're in it, you know, we, we can't see it, but in the future, it's going to be like, holy cow, before 1999, they didn't have blah, 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 right? Um, they didn't have, can you believe before 1999, Jay, they actually had to make decisions using their own brain? How did they possibly do that? They couldn't make good decisions, you know? That just sounds out of this world right now. It's going to sound out of the world the way that we evolved today. Um, so I really do. I like that. I'm going to get this book because when Sharon Emmerich says it, and Jay says it, mm -hmm. and two CEOs, I think there's something we need to listen to. Um, greatly appreciate it. Last question. Um, everybody wants to know what you're watching. We all know that people watch TV, whether it's for 15 or 20 minutes. I don't care if you're getting your kicks on Netflix, using your time on Amazon Prime, or maybe it's you and your boo you're watching Hulu. What are you watching and what show? So, so right, right now, at this very moment, it's The Crown. Uh, on, on Netflix, which is, you know, I lived in London for 12 years. Uh, so, so I had some exposure to it, although it goes back even, even further. Uh, but it, it is, uh, it is really a guilty pleasure. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think it's good for our minds, you know, to just escape for a little bit. It's why we like to read. It allows us to escape. So, all right. Well, Hey, Jay, greatly appreciate your time. Is there anything last minute? Anybody wants to talk to you? They think you're amazing. Anybody want to hook up with your team? Just go to thimble.com or what? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can email me at jay at thimble.com. Uh, I'd be happy to, to speak to you. I would be happy to talk to any agent who's interested in, in joining uh, our platform and our network uh, or has any comments or questions at all. Fantastic. Jay, I definitely appreciate your time. Thank you very much for what you do for the insurance industry. I'm serious about that. I love how you're bringing agents in. And that's always a winning uh, ingredient to being a champion. That's the way that it is. Thank you, Jay. Thank you very much. Have a great day. As I always like to tell you, this has been Agents Influence Podcast Conversations with Jason Cash. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. 
He's Bregman. We're out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.